Happy Thanksgiving, everybody! And today no, I'm going no, to be recording. That's my, that's my little sister, Micah. Oh, hi. No. I'm, at, I'm at a different location now. I'm at my father's house, so Micah's here. My little sister, so she'll be popping in from time to time. As well as my littlest sister, who's probably the one crying right now. Yeah, she's a few weeks old. Anyway, yeah, let's get into this episode. So, today I wanted to talk about something Harry Potter related, but also Thanksgiving related. Which was very hard because Harry, because people in Harry Potter don't celebrate Thanksgiving. They don't seem to like. They have a Halloween feast, but the next big like feast. The next big feast is at Christmas. They don't have. They don't do anything for. They don't really do anything for Thanksgiving. Christmas area. Not Christmas area. We don't talk about Christmas. That's my Christmas. <laughs> well, Christmas is my birthday. Christmas not your birthday. Christmas is my birthday. No. Yes. No, it's not. I don't go. Okay. That's what. <laughs> okay. I'll be right back. You would really want to see. You would really want to see the video of this right now. I found a mistake in Harry Potter and the Bethlehem Hollows. So, as we all know, George loses his ear in the Battle of the Seven Potters. Then, later on, during the wedding scene, Great Aunt Muriel is making fun of everybody, I guess you could say. He tells George his ears are lopsided. George only has one ear. He could not fix his ear. He lost his ear in the Battle of Seven Potters. Again, they said his ears were lopsided. Hmm, interesting. So, hello everybody. Um, welcome to the Save Gun Show. I've said this already. Um, so I finally got away from Micah for a little bit, so I have a little time to record. Um, I still don't have my copy of Deathly Hollows, unfortunately, so I'm going to be reading from an online version, and, and let me just pull it up, and I'll be right back. I'm not going to be reading from an online version, I'm just going to be reading a summary from Schmop. Dot com. Um, this is basically word for word their um, recap. The next afternoon, everything mad and a wedding descends upon the girl. Everyone and their mom is there. The place is overrun with Weasley relatives, and Harry is disguised as red-headed cousin Barney. Fred and George run off and, um, go with some of the pretty girls who have arrived, and George is not letting the unfortunate disappearance of his ear, um, salt the game. 
Lupin and Tonks are in on Harry's disguise, and they apologize for fleeing the night before. The Ministry of Magic is being very anti-werewolf on the moment. Well, I thought it would be better for Harry if he, they wouldn't act. They bash. Harry notices that Lupin is still looking glum for some reason. Harry finds Ron with a man who's a bit crazy looking. He's my wizarding standwards. He's wearing an outfit comprised totally of fashion mistakes. The most interesting of which is an amulet with a strange symbol on it. Unsurprisingly, you find this is the wacky Luna Lovegood's dad, Xenophilius Lovegood. Luna is also close behind. She's so surprised that she had a chance to examine and unfortunately bitten by the Weasley's many garden gnomes. Both Lovegoods are characteristically pleasant but completely crazy. Ron's unpleasant anti-mural. She's a real piece of work. Enough said. She criticizes George on on his ear, which I've already explained is a mistake because George only has one ear. Um, Mindy breezes in, looking lovely. Um, Victor Crumb shows up. Mindy is pleasantly, if awkwardly surprised. Uh, was unpleasantly and awkwardly surprised by the arrival of his rival. Hey, that's fun. The arrival of his rival. The arrival of his rival. The arrival, rival, 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 rival of his rival. Fortunately, it's time for the actual wedding ceremony. Fur floats down the aisle, looking so beautiful that he manages to make everybody else look better. Bill is described as looking as though he had never met Fenrir Greyback. A few teary eyes and sentimental musings later, the time party's over and the party begins. Victor Crumb wants to know who his father is. She's upset by the older man for some reason. Ron answers, then literally abruptly asks Hermione to dance. Harry, or rather Barney, takes over the conversation with Victor. He learns that Victor's upset with the odd amulet that this is wearing. It's apparently the symbol of Grindelwald. Dun 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 dun. The Dark Wizard Dumbledore defeated in 1945 and the main villain of the Fantastic Beast series. Grindelwald, we learned, killed many people, including Victor's grandfather. Crumb recognizes from the school dumpster, which Grindelwald carved into a wall when he was a schoolboy. Harry tries to understand how prone to odd decisions the love goods are, and he's certain that Xenophilus means no harm. Victor is unimpressed, however, and draws his wand menacingly. Harry then shouts out, Grigorovich! He made Victor's wand, which. Um, of course, <laughs> oh, Harry knows the name. He first heard it in the Triwizard Tournament in Book 4 from the last chapter. Harry's got his odd dream vision figured out. Queen Voldemort is still looking for an explanation for why Harry's wand is able to defeat him, though he wasn't using his own wand. Victor wanders a bit. Elphi's Doge. Wanders a bit. Elphi's Doge, uh, 
wrote Dumbledore's obituary. Um, Harry walks over and reveals his true identity. He asks about the Infuriate um, interview Rita Skeeter gave to the Prophet. A mention of Rita Skeeter brings the dreaded Angie Muriel over to coin the conversation. She's a huge fan, apparently. Angie Muriel believes all the bad things he could have said about Dumbledore and picked a fight with Doge. It seems as though Dumbledore did have a lot of skeletons in his closet, including a squib, non-magical, following movie goers, sister whose death may or may not have contributed to no, bunch of things. Harry doesn't know what to make of this. Harry doesn't gain an important piece of information. Rescue source was behind the back shot. An old family friend of the Dumbledores. He also learns that the Dumbledore family lived in Godric Hollow. It's like his own family. Only parents, that's sad. And Abba Hill is still with there to this day. Any doubt that he that was there before is gone, Harry has to go to Godric Hollow. A patronus in the sink links interrupts the wedding festivity, festivities, and it says, Ministry has fallen on another. Minister, the magic is They are coming! They are coming! The Death Eaters are on their way. Dun 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 dun. That's the summary of the book chapter. The movie scene picks up um, as Harry, in his dress robes, is entering the wedding with a golden snitch buzzing by his head. The same one that Scrimger gave him. He catches it, puts it in his pocket, and enters in the wedding ceremony. Where Bill and Fleur are dancing around, and everybody is having fun. And then, in the middle of all this, the Patronus Lynx falls in. And this is a really short movie scene, I just realized. And he says, Ministry has fallen, Minister of Magic is dead, they are coming. They are coming. He says they are coming twice. And other than the fact that they cut out the entire ceremony of them getting married and basically made it seem like Harry missed all of that, he's going in and they're dancing already. So he's like, um, did you miss the wedding, Harry? I mean, that was rude. Did you use the bathroom or something? We don't know. We don't know. Again, this is the end of this episode. This was a really short episode, and um, new episodes coming out shortly. There's probably going to be a big gap again because I have to work on my new fully fledged all of Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. This stuff is going to be like probably an hour long. So, um, in total, it's going to take me at least. Um, a million times that to get it done because that motion takes forever. Uh, enough of me complaining. Um, that is the end of this episode. Goodbye, and I will see you, hear you. Also, please leave a voice message. Um, because I have not gotten a single voice message yet, and I would like to put in a voice message. So I'm pushing you, pushing you, pushing you. 
Give me a voice message, please. You will be rewarded, of course.